Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hi there, friend. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I think this episode is really important. This topic is really important. And I'm just going to ask you ahead of time, share it with a friend, share it with a family member who might be helped by the idea of really going to the foundation of your relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's easy to understand the Father. And even though I think we have disconnects from each maybe member of the Trinity, for me, and I think most of the people listening, the person of the Trinity, that that part of God, that attribute or that part of God's character feels the most, I don't know, distant or complicated, you could say. And I'd like to unpack a little bit of that today and offer some, you're not alone in this also, I think it's so important to see that God chose to represent himself as a three-part being, as the triune God. Because we need all those levels of dimension in order to grasp who he is and what he does and how he works and how he operates in our lives it's, it's so life-changing. So when, when we're neglecting the Holy Spirit's voice in our life, it's so much harder to make decisions because he's the one that I feel like, I know they're all, all attributes of God are the same for all three members of the Trinity. But when I think of the omnipresence of God, that he is everywhere like the Holy Spirit is everywhere, guiding, directing, giving us that discernment, giving us the direction, giving us the next steps. And if we struggle, like I have, with making decisions, sometimes it can be because we're not in tune with what the Holy Spirit is saying. And I'll get into why that is in a, in a minute. But when we're caught up in legalism, a set rule in order to set a set of rules in order to earn God's acceptance or love. There is not really room for the Holy Spirit. Like gets pushed out. We don't really need him because we have this idea that with the Bible, with God's word and prayer, we don't really need anything else. There's obviously this, set of rules that we're supposed to follow or we think we're supposed to follow and that's it we don't need anything else 
And we get the idea that the Holy Spirit is pretty much there only to convict because we've already got our marching orders in a sense. We already know what we're supposed to do. We see this in the Bible. Everybody, everybody knows this is how you do it. And the Holy Spirit is kind of pushed off to the side. And it's interesting that we would consider him like the most condemning or the most like has his thumb on top of us. When Jesus says that he is the comforter, that he would send us a comforter, and that is the Holy Spirit, that he's there to comfort us, not just have his thumb on top of us go and and go, well, you got this wrong, or you got that wrong, and here you're wrong again, and you're not measuring up to this standard. He's actually there to guide us, and it's a whole lot more organic and free and so much more variety then maybe we give the Holy Spirit credit for when we're stuck in, this is how every Christian should do this. And maybe we wouldn't even think every Christian should do it this way, but we might think, well, this is the best way is to read this much Bible, pray this way, walk this way, talk this way, attend church this way. We can be forcing God onto our standard by saying, this is the best and I'm doing the best. And so-and-so is doing good, but I'm, I'm doing better. And when we, we do that, we limit how God can work in each of our individual lives because God didn't make us robots and he didn't make us cookie cutter. And what one person is not allowed to do, God might permit someone else to do and still use them mightily and powerfully And that uniqueness is part of the mystery of the free will that God gives us and how his sovereign will is done, even though that we each have our own choices. When the Holy Spirit is in charge, we don't have to be checking the list or trying to muster up this growth in ourselves because our life depends on get making it to the next level or measuring up we can rest in him really rest in following the holy spirit's lead because he's never behind he's not he's just not behind <laughs> you will be made perfect when we get to heaven. And before then, he's going to keep working on your heart and we can trust that process and let go of control. And that brings me to my next point. When we are trying to control every outcome or trying to control the path that we get to that specified outcome, we're strangling the Holy Spirit, really, by trying to control everything around us. And I've recognized in the past, and probably today, no, I'm getting better at it, so I can't say it's today. But I've recognized at points in my life when I start to take the reins 
and start to want to control everything, how things turn out. It's out of fear. But then I am trying to play the Holy Spirit's role in other people's lives. Like, why are you doing that? Do you think you should be doing that? And kind of like egging them on, acting like I'm bringing conviction and being helpful. When one, that's not, that's not how the Holy Spirit operates anyway. It's not through shame that he motivates us. But two, I do a pretty crummy job of the Holy Spirit's role. I can see the fruit of it when I'm trying to control my kids or when I talk to my husband that way, it's not helpful and it's not fruitful and it's burdensome for me and the other people around me. So we need to be okay with surrendering. And I talked about this in the trust episode. Surrendering can be scary if you don't trust the person that you're surrendering to or God. So I'm not saying, well, just surrender. It's easy. But we need to let let our hands loose and go, okay, what would this look like if I let the Holy Spirit guide this? What would this be like if I step back and let him be responsible for the how and the results and the outcome? Because it's not something that I can't even muster up. So it's silly to sit here and try to control it, but it's out of fear and a lack of trust in God when I won't let the Holy Spirit guide this and move. One thing that I found helpful is just to say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. God, you are welcome here. Please guide my day course correct as you need throughout the day asking specifically saying what do you want me to do next I think I know what I need to do next and just ask and sit and wait for his answer and we can act like we're waiting for an audible response and that might feel really strange and sometimes it still feels strange to me to sit and wait for God's response. But sometimes it does feel like he audibly responds and says, go do this or don't do that. And the more that we practice that, the better we'll get at it. And when we're tied to our checklist or our Christian scorecard, and sure that things need to be done this specific way, we're actually muting the Holy Spirit or like the Bible says, grieving the Holy Spirit or searing our consciences towards what God is trying to teach us. Because I have argued with God over multiple issues and said, uh, no, I'm not doing that because that's, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. And he's pushing me outside of my own comfort zone, outside of the box that I've tried to put him in. And he's saying, but I didn't say that was wrong. You said it was wrong. Like he's telling me, you had this idea 
that you're not allowed to go there or do this or listen to that. But it's not for me. But when I, when I was doing that is what hindered my, my ability to hear his voice. But as I get better at saying, okay, I thought that this was not, not okay. This is what I had in my head of what a good Christian should look like. Or this is what I had in my mind of what uh, a good Christian mom did. And he says, no, I want you to let that go. Let that picture in your head that you have of what this is supposed to look like. Let it go. And let me write something even more beautiful and something more full and something so much better and bigger than what you can imagine. And, and when you're willing to say, okay, God, I, I know I'm approaching this with my own prejudice, my own presuppositions, but I don't want to anymore. I am willing to hear you for what you're really saying to me, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's outside of the box that I thought I was constructing for you, I'm willing for you to disrupt these patterns, this idea of who you are. We can start to heal our ability to hear his voice. Because if we're convinced, oh, God wouldn't tell me to do that. Well, maybe, maybe he would, but we can't hear his voice anymore because we've been ignoring it for too long. I know we don't read very many prayers, many rote prayers, but I think this is very powerful. It was for me in just admitting that I've never prayed to the Holy Spirit and just how powerful it can be to acknowledge him and say, I want to hear your voice. I want to experience your power. I want to experience your presence. I read it in a book by Jennifer Dukes Lee. And at the moment, I can't remember the name of the book, but it was about control. But I'm going to read the prayer and it's, Dear Holy Spirit, I don't always pray to you. Maybe it's because you're harder to wrap my mind around. I get a father. I relate to the person of Jesus. But Holy Spirit, you are wind and wandering and wild. You are breath. You come and go as you please. And sometimes you light upon my skin like a flame. You are presence. You are power. I look back on my life and see startling evidence of your fingerprints. Those are always the weakening moments that make me go, whoa. You were present at creation, hovering over the waters, and you haven't left us since. You come to us through water and word, bread and wine. I find you at the altar and on the floor. I find you in my deepest joys and lingering around the edges of my heart when the pain is too much. Kind of scare me because you remind me that my self-sufficiency is worth nothing when you're around. You you like me weak and I like I don't do weak well. You like me needy and I don't do needy well. You never once let me be the hero. I am always the rescued. You are the helper, the counselor, the reassuring hand upon my back when I 
would have sworn to you that I was the only one in the room. When I neglect you, I'm like a candle without a flame. You don't just bring the fire. You are the fire. You cause me to jump when I want to hide. You make me to run free when I want to walk away. Don't let me never take another step in this life without checking in with you first and surrendering myself wholly to you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Amen. I hope that prayer was such a blessing to you. Go back and listen to it. You can you can Google it if you want to find it. Maybe I'll post a link below this video so you can go read it. It's just such a powerful way to approach the Holy Spirit. And maybe write out your own prayer. And writing out prayer is so, so powerful. Write out your own prayer to the Holy Spirit and be honest. Say, I think I have neglected relationship with you and I want to begin to repair that so that I can be in tune with your, your leading and your discernment and your voice in my life. And friend, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, it would mean the world to me if you would go leave a rating and review. It helps this podcast get into the ears of other people and I would love for this encouragement to spread to other people, other Christians who want to live a victorious, abundant Christian life. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love to connect with you, either to hear your story or hear your comments on today's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S dot com. Until next time, remember, God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.